0: So hi, welcome to the Good Noise podcast. I'm Shane.
1: I'm
2: Glory,
0: and we're here with
1: Michael, Juliana, Whiskey, and we are quiet.
0: And we're asking some questions today about the upcoming single "There's No Escape." So congrats on that, by the way. How do you guys feel about the response to the announcement so far?
3: Uh, uh, oh, go ahead, Julie.
2: <laughs> I I just said I'm excited about um just um releasing more new music because it's been a long time coming and you know since everything literally life was put on hold for so long so mm-hmm. just feel really accomplished that we finished this and we're ready to put some new stuff out there oh yeah awesome amazing yeah yes.
3: I'm definitely uh, very excited about this song. Um, I wrote the lyrics on this one quite a few years ago, and I'm just so happy to finally have it out after a long time. And it stood the test of time. So it's cool to see what people are finally going to think of it. How long have you
0: been sitting on the lyrics for?
3: Um, Well, I mean, I wrote them in 2018, but the song was beginning recording in 2019, but then uh, the pandemic hit. And it's really the recording process because of COVID delaying it that really made every, everything set so much longer. Mm-hmm. okay,
4: That's fair. All right. Yeah. Glad it's finally coming out. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so is there any meaning behind the single name or cover art?
3: Um. Yeah, actually. Well, as for the cover art, the funny thing was is that it was originally for supposed to be for another song that's on an EP that we have coming out. But I didn't really want to have that song be the single. And you guys will find out what that'll be in a couple of months from now. Uh-huh. But right. I mean, essentially, you know, the, the song is called There Is No Escape. And if you kind of look at the artwork, it's like uh, almost like a highway to a city just going in a loop. So um, I, ca- I guess I kind of like to relate that as like a constant spinning cycle in the head, not being able to get away from whatever misery you're dealing with trying to get over somebody.
0: Wow.
4: Cool.
0: All right. Uh so can you tell us a little about your writing process for this album or single? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: I guess I'll take this one. I mean, really, uh, when it comes to like any type of song, um, you know, it always starts off with an idea from either one of us, you know. Uh either I'll uh come to, you know, practice with something or Mike will have something or Julie will have something. And then we all just kind of collaborate and work with each other just Build everything up from there, uh, just you know, section by section, uh, just to structure the song. And we always worked it. Yeah, in most cases, we always worked to get an instrumental well before we start writing lyrics, um, or even applying lyrics, anyways. So that's just really like the usual process where we kind of go. Um, oh, my light just went <laughs> out. Great,
4: they're back. It's okay. It's uh, back. It,
1: it's one of those stupid smart lights, and it just didn't update. So. <laughs> anyways but um yeah but i mean i just lost my train of thought because of that shit <laughs> um right so writing process but i mean you know uh i i forgot how we came up with the song i think mike you had
3: uh it was originally a piano part that you did not exactly i remember Actually, I, I remember so um it was, it was 2017 and we weren't even called quiet yet. Um, yeah. we used to go by a different name. So we that had like a, right. we had like a big headline show and, uh, right before Thanksgiving. So it was right before Thanksgiving, Whiskey and I got together and I had what sort of felt like an emo sort of guitar melody, which is what you hear in the verses. And little by little, we just kept on coming up with sections, but for like the next couple of years, the song saw so much different stages of development. Like there were certain things about the instrumental, we weren't feeling like the drum beat or like maybe even a bass line. Um, but then even like just having it on guitar wasn't enough. But then we put guitar and piano together and we're like, oh wow, this this works better. Okay, we'll go with that.
1: Yeah, you remember wow. that a lot better than I do, because <laughs> I, I barely remember it at this point.
2: I just remember it starting out as like an almost like it reminds you like of an eight-bit electronic like
1: yeah. idea
2: when we were first using uh a DAW and well, none of us really had any knowledge about DAWs. So like <laughs> it it was all written um like on um on the um on Studio the computer. Yeah. yeah. Right. On, Didn't we have
1: like this crazy like weird ass like synth
2: track? yes yes yeah I remember
1: the, that. I feel oh. yeah and we just like kinda hated it for a little bit didn't we
3: We yeah we we worked with the stock plugins we had in studio one and then as we started actually investing in better plugins and knowing how to use them uh just writing in general starts to sound better yeah
4: yeah for sure wow so it went through a lot of different stages but you finally ended up in this
3: it did yeah yeah. perfect Um, i know i'm proud of the song
4: As you should be at bangs. My, uh,
3: my, it. Ma- my mom and dad got me a gift for uh, Christmas. Actually, it's a plaque that looks like a golden record with all the lyrics on it and whatnot. Oh, fun fact. I liked it. Actually, Julie was uh, behind that, weren't you? <laughs>
2: your mom, ma- his mom, had um texted me. He's she's like, I need to know which which one of your songs is Michael's favorite quiet song. And I'm like, oh crap, I got to ask this without it like, sounding obvious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But then he told me it was there's no escape and like I really understood like why cuz like like the years of you know like just working on it and like the evolution of the song and you know each of us becoming better at singing and as as um lyricists um it was something to to be really proud of so that I was uh, I was also in on that idea so surprise
4: <laughs> yeah thanks
3: <laughs>
2: That's amazing. That makes me really happy.
3: Yeah.
4: So I want you three to tell us your favorite lyric off this track and the meaning behind it.
3: Oh, okay.
4: Oh, crap.
2: Let me bring up the words. You're, right. you're
4: making me
1: think here. I was not playing the think <laughs> on a Wednesday night. Come That's on. okay. I want to think. Yeah. Um. I'll yeah. let Mike go first. I know I feel
3: like everyone's waiting for me to go first. Um, and I and I happen to be sitting with that plaque in front of me looking at the lyrics. Yeah, you <laughs> can just look at it. I want to
2: see it. I don't know
3: what it looks like. Yeah. Well, um, I guess it would have to be uh, a line in the second verse. Uh it goes, um look around who is really on my side, reputations are really on the line this time. Mm -hmm. um like pretty much the whole back end of the song is that um I like to put a lot of like how technology affects you know people socially so the song is about uh, an experience I had after a breakup uh with someone and uh we were around each other a lot musically so like with social media in general I feel like we know too much about each other when we should Um, so that's like why I can't escape from someone unless I block them. But for like the reputation thing, I would start, you know, hearing complaints from and drama from other friends of, you know, someone else's side of the story. And it's like, well, wow, has, you know, people's opinion changed of me? What's going on here? So I was worried for a bit. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of where that came from. All right. I was
2: looking at that first too.
3: Um, Julie, you go next.
2: Um. Okay. Yeah. I was actually I was looking at the same verse. Um. Like. Um. Like I guess the one line in verse two that stands out to me. I fail to stay out of my own way. Like outside the context of the song. Um. Well, like that to me. Um. I can like apply that. Like line. Uh, to like myself as a person, um, trying to, you know, being a musician, like different things I've grown with. Like sometimes I cannot get out of my own way. Like I think, I think way too hard and I try way too hard to make something perfect. Mm -hmm. So, or, you know, I just think too hard and give up before I even try. So like that line really sticks out to me
1: um, in this song. Now <laughs> that my turn.
0: Yeah.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> shit. Well, um, I mean, going off of what I memorize, I mean, I would have to say the chorus, but really just, that's just because I sing it when we do it live. So, um, Fair enough. but I mean, looking at the lyrics here. Yeah. Um, I would have to say the chorus, obviously, or not obviously, but like for me, obviously, um, I don't know. It's just like just singing it. And I guess just like the uh, just the general melody and the cadence of it. I don't know. It, it just, to me, it just feels like right. Just like singing it mm-hmm. or singing it along while playing it. So, <laughs> I mean, when it comes to the songs that we do, Uh, I mean, for me, I have a little bit of a difficult time just to relate with, well, let me reverse that. Let me, let me backtrack a little bit because it's not just with the songs that we do, but it's with any type of song that I hear from any artist. Um, Because growing up, like I not huge on lyrics, never really huge on lyrics. Lyrics never really mattered to me. Mm -hmm. So I have a harder time to just connect with lyrics of a song. Mm -hmm. But I love instrumentals as as a kid growing up. Like I would just listen to a whole bunch of like instrumental stuff, electronic music, nothing with lyrics. So Mm -hmm. basically when I hear Mike and Julie's lyrics, what I like the most about them are when they, you know, they flow with the rest of the instrumentals of the song. And to me, the chorus, probably my favorite part of the song in regards to lyrics and just, Mm the general vocals i suppose so that's, right. cool. yeah. that's my answer
0: very yeah. cool uh so was your headspace at while you guys are writing this track
3: hmm well uh our headspace um well i mean it it's depend- everywhere I guess it depends because uh, <laughs> yeah. like we probably spent like three different you know eras of time writing the song but I think uh, I guess what I would the way I would answer that is uh, there was like a particular favorite or like most exciting part of the writing process. Right before we started uh, bringing it to the studio, um, our producer, Ryan Schumer, he had us, you know, going over and over each single song for the EP, making sure we had every possible take and track for every instrument but that's when I started really getting super into producing guitars with a lot more effects and just extra, extra layers of stuff. So I remember I was listening to a certain kind of like uh, 90s music with a lot of like chorus affected guitars. And that's when I finally found like the voicing and the tone with certain arpeggios and chorus effects that I liked. So I guess my headspace was very um, open-minded and just trying to be experimental. And I, I had a lot of fun in that process oh yeah awesome hmm. yeah
4: anybody else
1: uh i mean when i was trying to like come up with a bass part for this song uh, i was just kind of struggling a lot with the like, verses just because i would come up with something at first i came up with something i think was like too simple and mm-hmm. then i like revised it quite a few times and then it just ended up being over complicated which I did not like.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh.
1: And yeah. for the longest time, I was just like having, I was just having this really huge struggle just like going back and forth with what the hell I wanted to play on the bass and what I felt would maybe, you know, complement the song best. Um, so for me, it was just like, I, I was just like kind of in like a very like puzzled sort of a mindset the entire time because it's just like for the longest time, everything I was trying I was just like, this isn't working. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was, and I was like kind of getting a little bit frustrated with myself too. I was like, this is not working. Why can't I not make this work? Why do I not like what I'm coming up with? Mm-hmm. Uh And then it's just like, I ended up just like kind of going back around to like, oh, okay. Maybe just keep it a little simple. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up just coming up with what's on the record. Um So yeah, I mean, basically the entire time though, writing the song I was just like, I was just mad at myself, I guess. That's
0: okay. <laughs> That's
2: fair. That's valid. Yeah so for me um like the I like the original like drum part that like I had I was happy with it um but it just wasn't like I wasn't just like feeling it really well with Mm -hmm. the song and some of the parts like were a little too like overly complicated for me like sometimes Mm -hmm. I I try way too hard like to make something more complicated um and sometimes just keeping things simple is the best because and you know just sometimes some of the most famous songs are just very simple and laid back so um and then you know getting some ideas from friends you know other friends like showing me like try this on the when you when you play it like try this beat and I'm like and then if I was like once I heard it someone else do it I was like yeah you know what that that might work and it was until I actually did it that I'm like yeah this is this is the beat for this song
3: I, yeah. I remember that moment <laughs> yeah,
2: we were, it was like it was a light bulb
3: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Perfect. All right. Uh, so,
4: how do you guys recommend your listeners to listen to this track for the first time? Should they play it in the car with friends, in the dark with headphones on? Should they blast it at the party? What do you guys think?
3: Oh, interesting question. I mean, Dang. my my knee jerk response to that would be, however you prefer to listen to your music the most. I mean, I know I probably all three of us have our own way specifically, but yeah, I think that music in general is something that one connects with in their way. So whatever they think works for them, they should just go with it.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, whatever, like, whatever, like floats your boat, like what mood you're in, like personally, like um, I listen every day, like when I'm on my way to work, even when I come home, I just, come into my room and I lie down and I just put, you know, some of my favorite tunes on and mm-hmm. chill out, like literally like whatever or whenever, like what, based on whatever you like to do, like you could, you know, li- listen to it at any moment. Cause I listen to music basically all day. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Me too.
0: All in greens
1: pretty much yeah i mean okay. i don't really have much to add to that they basically yeah, said but right. i what right. i had thought
0: so uh so this question should be super super quick off the top of your head i want you to describe the single for new listeners in three words no more no less all three have to do it
2: Oh, Fudge.
3: <laughs> so, so does it have to be like three different words or should it be like a complete sentence just three it's different whatever words, you want to yeah. do yeah okay oh crap Okay,
4: <laughs> you can't think too hard about it, it has to be I like
3: super quick.
2: It's just whatever pops into our head, yes, yeah. Okay, it's gonna be probably really random.
1: Uh, dark, um, uh, no, nah, that one, I wouldn't say, nah, you got one, yeah, that's one <laughs> out of
3: like two more that I need stubborn stubborn stressful and confused okay. there you go there you see
2: are. that's how you do it i was gonna say um like emotional um I was say
1: emotional.
2: deep as far as like you know like getting into like the subject of it and um serious
0: okay yeah, perfect
2: good. Alright.
1: Um dark. Um <laughs> edgy, sure. Why not? Alright. Mm-hmm. Um nah uh, nah. Well I mean in terms of like instrumentals, sure. Um one more. Always one, one more. more. Always, <laughs> I'm I'm not good with words.
2: It's on the tip of your tongue. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh. <laughs> dark edgy um i want to say secretive in a way
3: okay. there you know interesting mm-hmm. yeah. perfect there we go all
4: right uh, so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this track to invoke in your listeners
3: uh yeah i guess uh in a weird way comfort because i feel like the theme of the song you know um you know, like post-breakups and dealing with, uh, you know, still seeing that person on social media. I guess I just kind of want people to realize that, you know, maybe they're not the only ones that have ever dealt with something like this. And I don't think social media is the only form of it anyway. So Mm -hmm. um, I feel like there's so many things that one goes through, but they don't even realize how much others do as well. You know, Mm -hmm. if one person feels one thing, millions or a billion others can too. So, Mm -hmm. yeah awareness i guess it's just not people don't talk a lot about stuff like that so yeah like that yeah very good
0: uh so what band or artist influence do you think you can hear the most on this track if any
3: Ooh, that that's actually an easy one for me i would say um paris Ready? um maybe, maybe muse a little mm-hmm. uh coldplay
2: okay Oh, hell on wheels. Um, <laughs> oh, he just named two, like... But well, you can agree. Yeah, they don't have yeah, to I be different. Exactly. It's not like the word question again. Yeah, I would say, yeah, like, mainly, like, I mean, like, at the beginning, like, it does have some Muse influence. Definitely um, Paris influence, like, as far mm-hmm. as, I guess, like, like my vocals go. Um, and... One more, one more, one more. Like, I think it sounds like. Fuck. <sighs> like, um... I would say, now that I th- really think about it, it actually reminds me of, like, the current against the current music.
3: Yeah. Oh, all yeah. right. Actually, yeah, I could see that. I mean, Paris and Against the Current were two bands we were especially heavily, heavily listening to at the time. So that's that right, that's right. Fact, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh I mean I have a hard time with this question just because like I when it comes to us, I just don't I never know what to compare ourselves to. Like, oh, like, you know, I just talk to people I'm like, oh, what kind of music do you? It's like, I don't, I don't fucking know. Like, oh, what do you sound like? I don't fucking know what the hell we sound like. We sound like we sound like us. We sound like why listen to it. We
4: sound like music.
1: <laughs> yeah, listen to our fucking music. Uh <laughs> you listening to this recording right now, listen to this fucking music. Um Jeez. but yeah. Like, I just never know what to say to that just because I, I don't know. And my music taste differs a little bit from Mike and Julie. Um, you know, Muse is definitely like a huge band that all three of us take inspiration from. I mean, we started off as essentially a Muse cover band.
2: Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: that's how it started off. Like kind
2: right. of right.
1: Mm. not kind of right i am right
2: that's how it started
3: (laughs) not Um, really but okay we'll
1: we'll probably get to that later i guess but like (laughs) you know muse definitely i would say um sure paris i mean like you know for you guys like you definitely listen to them a lot i dig some of their songs um you know but again for me it's just so difficult to say like what do i think we sound like because again i just can never really just put like a label, unless like, you know, we actually try to go out of our way to sound like someone else, but
3: like, do we want to try that? Mm-hmm. Well, I not. mean, in, in general, I always think of it as like, who did I take the most influence from? At the end of the day, that's what I usually go by. I mean, it's funny now, like going going back at it, I would almost even think that part of No Escape sounds like New Breathe me the Horizon. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really listening to that band yet, but now I would say it. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, actually, because yeah. I, I I started listening to them more um recently and.
3: Yeah,
2: I was also going to say, yeah, sometimes like for me also, like if someone asks like, what kind of music do you do? Like that is sometimes really hard for me to answer that question too. Um, mm-hmm. And also like as someone like when I'm playing like influence from like, I don't really at the time, like think about like sounding like someone else. I'm just trying to be me. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I take influence from like, all different genres like all over the board because like I have like background in like uh, orchestral jazz and, um, you know, just so many backgrounds. So like mm-hmm. when it comes to it, sometimes it's really hard to describe. Like we just, we sound like ourselves. Fair enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like trying to like make up a word that describes you perfectly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's
3: fair. fair
4: right. So, what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this track?
3: Ooh, good question. Oh, wow.
2: All the times in the studio were fun for for me. Like I just I loved going to the studio all the time to like just even when um I personally wasn't um at the moment like doing anything, just mm-hmm. tracking, like just being there. And you know, making like recording the song and the process like that just it always um fascinates me and I always have a good time because you know, like sometimes we do fool around, but at the end of the day, like you know, this is what we love to do and we have to make it fun when we're working.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, I, I recorded the bass before COVID did, right?
2: Yeah, uh, did. yeah, okay,
1: yeah, uh, did, yeah, I barely remember like anything that was like just a blur. Yeah. At
2: this was point, long yeah. So long ago.
1: yeah. Yeah. I yeah.
2: actually I had I had re-recorded the drums actually because uh I wasn't really happy with how they sounded previously. So mm-hmm. like during when we were actually able to go back um during the pandemic, um I uh redid um the drums on the track and I was very happy. I think all, all three of us could agree that uh <laughs> the new the way this drum sounded um, this time around was 100% better.
0: That's good.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, not saying that the originals were bad, but like the new drums were definitely a huge improvement, I'd say.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: it, it was just because the first studio we're, we were in just had a room that wasn't ideal for the sound. It felt like a giant ISO booth, but the uh, the other studio we went to had a much brighter sounding room overall. But if I had to give you my, I guess, the funnest part of doing this song. So we're from Long Island, east of like New York City. Mm-hmm. So I, a few years ago, I used to work in the city. Oh, I would oh, commute I like every that. day. It was the worst but uh one day i was coming home and i think i was listening to uh, stand atlantic or something banger uh yeah great great band um and i think stateside too they were they they were both in my shuffle but uh i come home and i had a very very bad day at work and uh the last chorus i i always want to try to put something in like the final hook of a chorus at the end of the song you know to just like I guess make it pop and you know, uh just have it be like the largest salmon section to end it. So um, when you listen to the last chorus I have like a backing vocal behind my lead and I just came down here and I hooked up my mic and I was pissed off and I just started shredding my voice to death trying to do that <laughs> backing lead and I'm like wow this actually sounds really awesome and mm-hmm. I'm happy it made the song and you know I didn't really start studying the voice until I was in my early 20s so I guess that also meant a lot to me because I guess you could say that it was the first time in my life I Ever acted like a vocal producer because I did something a little more than just my leads. So that that was cool.
0: That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. so So uh, picture this: you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice?
3: Snack of choice. Mm-hmm. Snack of choice. S'mores, pop tarts. S'mores, pop tarts. <laughs> <did> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jake's, Aww. you owe me a soda, you bitch. Okay. <laughs> I don't drink soda,
2: so take it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that, that's hard. Um, I, I like my snacks. Um, on the road? Okay. Uh, guilty pleasure, Slim Jims. Oh, there you go. All right, mm-hmm. Taste.
4: Good. taste. Yeah. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you guys. Okay. Yeah. Six. We're actually going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink?
0: Ooh.
4: Oh
3: hell. Ooh, wow. With a drink. Hey. Okay. Oh, that's so oh, okay. hard. Um, that's easier for me, but unfortunately the place that made it doesn't exist anymore. Um oh. a chicken burger with coleslaw and uh Jack Honey. Jack Ooh. Daniels honey. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two what slices. What drink? Oh, you're
4: not done. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> no, no, what what drink?
3: Oh no, that was the one Jack Daniels Honey.
4: Oh, I thought yeah, that yeah. was like a honey mustard or something. I'm sorry. No, I'm... no,
3: it, it wasn't in the burger.
4: <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. No, Continue. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So for me, it would be two slices of barbecue chicken pizza
4: hmm.
1: and Jack Daniel's Winter Jack. All right. That's it. I love barbecue chicken yeah. pizza. It's the best. <laughs> and Winter Jack, you can't even get that shit like normally. It's like only around during winter time. So delicious.
3: Get it now while you can.
2: Oh yeah. (laughs) For me, I'm like I'm very uh fancy. I'd go for my last meal would be a giant ribeye steak. Mm -hmm.
3: Okay.
2: Um, and I'm a French fry head. yeah Uh, And uh, drink.
3: It would probably be a club soda or carbonated water for you. Something, you know, yeah. You can't it
2: can't it water. would water. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I, I live off of that and, and water, but you know, I do drink soda too. But yeah, I think carbonated water, he nailed it on the coffin.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. There you go. Uh literally so- on your way. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh,
0: so if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live?
3: One, One fictional where? world. One fictional world. Oh, hmm. Hmm. oh
2: shoot, Caramba, uh, I never thought of these
3: things before. I, oh, I know what that would be for me. I would live on uh, the planet of Kashyyyk in Star Wars. Hmm. Right. Of course, you would. It's uh, it's a very pretty planet. I love Wookies. Chewbacca is my all-time favorite character, and. You know, I'm I'm super like into all like, you know, the post film storyline. Kashyyyk never gets destroyed or touched mm. by a bad faction again. So I know that I'd live a life in peace.
4: That's
1: perfect. Mm. Now when you say like a fictional world, does it have to be like a planet like 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 Kashyyyk, like Mike picked, or can it just be like like a universe or like a fictional universe? Like
4: a you know, like like the MCU, DC, you know, like a show, anything.
1: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um probably destiny.
4: Oh, destiny the game. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh I I love that game. Uh they got fucking tattoo of it.
4: Oh. That's cool. main.
1: Um huge into like, you know, just that sort of sci fi space fantasy. Uh where this one's like based off like, you know, just classic, not really classic RPG tropes, but you got like warlocks who are the mages, hunters who are mm-hmm. like the rogues, titans are the warriors, uh, you know, cool alien shit going on, space magic. Yeah. Yeah. So I I'd say that'd be it for me.
4: Perfect.
2: i was having a hard time thinking about it but then i really just stopped and it came to me automatically um based off one of my favorite movies as a kid uh i live in halloween town because i'm a big i'm a big horror fan i've always loved halloween um and uh, i just always felt like a fish out of water around my peers like never really like fitting in with people so like you know like living in a place like that like i i would totally just i would live there forever if i could
4: yeah that's Very fair cool. that's awesome uh, so i have the honor of asking the last question every single person we've spoken to has actually said that it is the most important question okay what is your favorite color red blue green There
0: you go. Perfect. Uh, So as Glory said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug?
2: Mike?
3: Well, uh, I just want to say thank you so much for having us. We are quiet, and There's No Escape comes out on February 11th, and you can pre-save it in a couple days. Well, actually, this hasn't aired yet, but uh, yeah, February 11th. Just hit the link in our bio, listen to wherever you get music. We hope you like it
0: all right oh well thank you for sound. this guy's been quiet and we have been the good noise podcast